Hello, I'm your host Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by CityLets. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting, investment, legislation, personal stories and much more. If you want to get in touch direct, just reach out. Let's Talk at citylets.co.uk. Joining me today is Daryl McIntosh, Strategic Development Manager for Scotland and Northern Ireland at Arla Property Mark. Morning, Daryl. Morning, Gillian. Thank you for coming in. I know you're busy, so thank you for taking the time. Thank you for asking me. So Arla's committed to raising standards in the lettings market. What ultimately does it mean to be an Arla registered agent and what are the criteria to becoming a member? Um, for years, the Arla um, membership criteria is you've always had to have a relevant qualification. Um, the a partner, principal or director, so the membership was always personal, but um, to have a, a, to be Arla um, property mark protected, that we needed a partner, principal or director in, so you'd have a client money protection policy in place as well. Um, Arla offered that as well. We had to make sure or we ensure that you've got PI insurance and um, independent redress as well. So ombudsman membership um, was all part of the Arla um, okay. membership criteria. Now that's changed slightly uh, since the introduction of the letting agent registration. Yes. Um, the letting agent registration is now, uh, it kind of mirrors the um, the property mark, the ARLA membership, um, where you must have a relevant qualification. Mm-hmm. Um, CMP, client money protection policy is now mandatory. Um, but we dropped the requirement in Scotland for independent redress due to the introduction of the first year tribunal. Yes. Um, there was nothing in the legislation that said that um, the, uh, the, the any aggrieved party could go to the um, uh, the ombudsman, for example, to get independent redress, and then um, go to the tribunal as well. There was nothing to stop them doing um, going to both. So, to prevent basically to prevent a members paying for two, mm-hmm. uh, well, paying this additional independent redress when if they have done something untoward that the um, that the, the aggrieved party can take action against them twice then we've just kind of, um, well, we thought it was, uh, it was quite sensible that, the, um, that, that, that we got rid of the one option. The, we, I mean, we still advocate um, Ombudsman membership. Um, mm-hmm. it, it promotes good standards, um, but, um, yeah, it's not no longer a requirement for our membership. OK, so what does it mean then to the consumer, as in the landlord, when they use an ARLA-registered agent as opposed to a non-member? It's, um, it's, it's the qualifications, it's the regulations, it's the standards, it's the update mm-hmm. that we would expect from, from the ARLA members. Um, the qualification is it it's, it's, has to be relevant um, and our own qualification, the property mark qualification is, is a very good level, it's a high level. Um, it's quite intense for those that have, have sat it, even those that are, that are experienced agents and have been practising yes. for some time have found it um, uh, quite challenging in some respects. Um, so there's a good level of qualification. Um, we make, our, as part of um, the ARLA members, um, the membership requirement, they have to do 12 hours continuous mm-hmm. professional development each year. So they must be keeping themselves up to date. Yes. Um, the client uh, money protection policy, uh, the criteria to get the the, the uh, policy from ourselves is we must have uh, we insist on an audit from the client account right. so there are some policies where well, you're just buying an insurance policy mm-hmm. um, the property mark criteria is we ask for um, the agent's um, accountant um, to mm-hmm. provide us with an audit of their client account to show that there are no holes in their account mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're not 
um, the, the account is in order, and then we'll give them the policy. We won't give them a policy if there's holes in there. Yes. Um, there's 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 holes in their account. So uh, a consumer knows that they they you know while some agent might have a policy, mm-hmm. and a property mark agent has got a high level of uh, of qualification, mm-hmm. kept up to date, does the CPD, and their account's been audited as yes. well, which is which is, has to be the main thing as well. You can have a policy, but it, unless the account's been checked. Um, now, client money protection is something I'm going to go into slightly more detail with you later. Okay. So, I mean, you've been with Arla since 2013. How did you get involved with the organisation? And can you explain in more detail what your position covers? Um, yes, uh, they, um, they were looking for, they always had the, apparently the, the, the reputation, the head office is based in Warwick and they were mm-hmm. getting the reputation that you know, you're an English company and you'll, you only care for, it, um, mm-hmm. for the English side of things. And to some extent there was, um, uh, there was a, a, a lack of support for the Scottish members. So they, they, um, they advertised for the, the position to, um, to be, a, initially was um, to be membership liaison to, to, to be the first point of contact for the mm-hmm. members. Um, and then to develop and take on um, further members uh, and just be the, the, the first point of contact. Um, it hasn't stopped at that. Um, I don't know how long we've got, but for what my job entails, but it has certainly mm-hmm. snowballed from the, from there. Initially, they took me on yes. for, for Scotland, and I do the... Uh, the, the, and with the sister company, the National Association yes. of State Agents. So we do the state, you know, I'm here for the state agents as well as you know, NEA and ARLA. Um, it, it has snowballed from there. As I said, they advertised for Scotland. They then threw in Northern Ireland yes. and the north of England as well, <laughs> which, <laughs> which keeps me out and about quite yes. a bit. But uh, and from there, it is, has been to be the um, to the point of contact. Um, uh, to I've then done when Ian Potter was the chief executive. He was he was trying to do um, come between um, Scotland, Ireland and uh, uh, and England as well. It was just too much. So I was um, got the lobbying stuff uh, and uh, and to represent um, Ireland the members. I'm now to you know now chair the meetings. Um, I do the training. Um, I help with the qualification. Um, what else did I do? I'm the first, you know, generally the first point of contact. Uh, you keep an eye on all the legislative um, updates and pass that down to head office mm-hmm. as well and help with the communication, help organise the um, the events and um, the conferences that, that come up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, a bit of, a bit of, we've got various departments in mm-hmm. head office and I kind of work with all between of them. Between them all. Yeah, yeah. Right. so okay. they go between, between them, uh, between them all, so. Now, focusing on Scotland, what's Arla's views on the changes to Scottish lettings regulations in recent years, namely the ban on letting agents' fees, introduction of tenancy deposit schemes and the PRT itself? The fee ban was just before my time, slightly before my uh, uh, my time, but mm-hmm. I, you know, we've, I've looked into it since I, I've been here and, and there wasn't... <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of responses to um, to the government consultations from right. not just from ourselves, but from from other agents. Obviously, it's a big thing in England at mm-hmm. the moment, yes. And um, when it's a uh, it's about to um, it's about to kick in, so it was mm-hmm. slightly before my time. But from what I've seen, as as agents batten down hatches, um, mm-hmm. it gave them an opportunity to review their business practices and what they were doing and, and tight, tightening up a bit there. But it's um, certainly we we've been asked to to provide comment to. Um, England and the agents down there and um, generally the response we give is um, just go on with it yes, <laughs> you yeah. know they just mm-hmm. uh, just got on with it to some extent it wasn't it wasn't to, it wasn't to the highest 
you know, the the charges weren't to the level that they are in some mm-hmm. places down south where where the the exorbitant fees are being charged, and it's no wonder that it that it's been brought in. Then, as I said, I cover Northern Ireland as well, and that has gone very similar to Scotland. They yeah. found a piece of legislation, um, a couple of students found a piece of legislation going back to 1986, um, and that's uh, been challenged in court, and that's now been, um, uh, there's now a court decision to say that there is, they can't charge premiums there as well. Right. So it very much mirrors uh, mirrors Scotland, yes. and that can be backdated as well, so it, it's possible that people can um, charge for application fees. But again, over in, in Northern Ireland, the fees, you know, you're lucky if they're charging 40, 50 pounds. Right. Not the amounts down south, and mm-hmm. not the majority that people were charging in, in Scotland either. So, um, certainly the the, the, mm-hmm. the as I say, it was kind of just before my my time. But from from feedback, people have just yeah. batted down, batten down hatches. There was talk, or um, people have said that that rents went up. I think it's hard to hard to justify that rents went up it because was solely of the, yeah. There's a lot of other contributing factors. Yeah, and you look at the city lights um, mm-hmm. city lights reports, yes. the quarterly reports, and the rents are still increasing. Yes. That's nothing to do with the tenant fee mm-hmm. ban. That's just um, market conditions and, the, and supply and demand. So Absolutely. I don't think uh, some people did say that there was the increase the rent on on it, but I, I don't. It's solely focused. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think so. The um, the other legislation that's that's come in the um, the PRT. I was mm-hmm. involved in the working group from that from the start. It was right. interesting because the um, all the uh, relative membership bodies and uh, Scottish government were, were involved in the working group. And it started with um, basically security of tenure. Shelter mm-hmm. were, um, were, were asking that, that tenants should have better security of tenure. And as it, the working groups um, developed and the Scottish government carried out a, or, or had an independent survey carried out, what they came back with was the um, and the majority of the tenants and landlords didn't know what kind of tenancy agreement they were on mm-hmm. and kind of felt it was outdated um, and were just um, they just wanted the repairing standards they just wanted the, the repairs to be carried yeah. out uh, and, a, a, and a you know a kind of better quality property and that kind of moved away from the um, uh, the initial security of tenure and um, and uh, and that's where we've got the the PRT to find out that People kind of wanted a more modern approach. Um, mm-hmm. The Short Assured was created in 1988, or probably before 1988, because yeah. it was introduced then. Then, uh, and so it was just to bring it up to bring it up to date, really. Mm-hmm. So that was the uh, the the purpose of the the PRT, and I think it worked. I know there was um, there was a lot of people who were concerned that mm-hmm. the um, the no fault ground was um, was no longer going to be in existence. Yes, and um, we did. Uh, I went round and tried to get feedback on the mm-hmm. on the no fault grounds and how it would affect some agents and landlords, and the feedback that we got from those that that attended the meetings were they were very rarely used and about one percent of bringing a tenancy yes. agreement to an end it was it was very rarely used and majority claimed not to have concern over it. Mm-hmm. Um, people are renting their properties because of buy to let investors have a property they want a tenant in um, mm-hmm. and if they want that tenant out then there's generally a reason for it and yeah. it's pretty much covered the majority of it's covered in the in the PRT that's great now what's um, Alice's views then just on the the other one of the introduction of tenancy deposit schemes yes they um well Arland and RICS put together yeah. um, TDS over 10 years ago before mm-hmm. the scheme was introduced and then they the uh, tenancy deposit scheme all, uh, provide the back office for safe deposits mm-hmm. so very much um very much um, mm-hmm. welcomed it um it's certainly it's i think the proof is in in the pudding now for uh 
it's just practice now that agents yeah. are well the majority of agents are now mm-hmm. um, lodging deposits as as they should. We, I think we still know um, it goes on that the agents aren't. Um, I know that there are agents who will, some agents who are purporting to lodge a deposit and mm-hmm. taking screenshots of the, you know, a yes. certain part of the um, deposit scheme and sending that to the tenant. <laughs> but the introduction of the tribunal and um, as the first tier tribunal is, I think, is will now start to to weed these agents out as well as the, the registration and the fact that the landlords and tenants now have an easy mm-hmm. um, an easy course of action to get deposits deposits back. There was very few cases that made um, the public domain um, yes. for, for recovery of deposits. But if you look at the decisions now on the on the tribunal and the chamber mm-hmm. website, there are an awful lot of, of tenants who have been aware Deposits not lodged and have just claimed against the uh, right, landlord okay. or agent, mm-hmm. so uh, it is now easier for them, easier for them to do. To and be. especially if they know they're going to get up to three times yes. the deposit back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not mandatory, but it's up to three times. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned <laughs> a little about kind of your involvement with these changes. So what you know in, co- in total, can you describe a bit more about um, Arla's involvement in all of these changes? Yeah, as you say, we've been involved in the um, in the, the the working groups for the the PRT, yes. um, the code of practice as well that we were involved in there and uh, and um, with the consultation mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and certainly client money protection is is something that we that we lobbied for and uh, had to if we were bringing in regulation for letting agents, mm-hmm. client money protection must have, I mean it had to be at the top of uh, the top list. of the uh, the list, yeah, it mm-hmm. uh, has to be. Um, do one of the biggest things and from there it's just making sure that we were letting our members and and, and non-members as well know that what's coming and to, to be prepared for it and mm-hmm. and to make sure that we were uh, had everything in place to help them you know to help deliver mm-hmm. it to make sure that they did meet the requirements when they did um, when the legislation did take effect so we were certainly involved with um, as I say with with all of it from the start and and pushing it pushing yes. it out. Uh, we certainly ran the you know the training courses and gave a lot of people a heads up, you know, eighteen months to two years yeah. in advance and um yes, well some people got their, their house in order quite quickly. <laughs> Not everyone did. <laughs> a lot left it <laughs> a lot last what? minute. And <laughs> <laughs> still going. I did hear that. Well that's I mean in your view, how have these changes affected the lettings market? Do you feel that there have been more agencies leaving the market but that the existing ones have become more professional? Is that the case? Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I dare say you've seen it yourselves at that City Let's with them mm-hmm. um, uh, with the acquisitions and uh, and those that are getting out of the market. I think, for in some respects, it's been, it's 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 weeded out those who have not been practicing properly. Uh, and within the legislation, um, when we were going back to the um, to to the involvement in the working groups, all we had was you know people wanted a level playing field. Um, mm-hmm. You you get different standards of service, but a level playing field. And the legislation's been introduced, and everybody should be you know playing uh, playing at the, the the same ball game. Uh, mm-hmm. But they were aware that they weren't. You know, we've hit the nail on the head with those who weren't lodging deposits. Yes. Uh, and uh, I, I mean, uh, there's some agencies I'd been into who the the guy had been practicing for for ten years, and he just I'd said, you know, we need a you need to have a client account, designated client account. Didn't know what a client account was. Asked me what was a client account, oh, gosh, and right. even worryingly, what is client money? Um, so that was a question that you that you get asked. I don't know if he's still tra- trading or not. Um, and it's then concerning there are, though, isn't it? It is. Mm. Uh, uh, and there are other ones who are, you know, who have kind of just 
I know there's accidental landlords, but there's, there's yeah. a phrase that's used, but I think there's been accidental agents as well, those who have um, perhaps been uh, financial advisors and I've seen mm-hmm. clients come in or have had their, own pro- had their own properties and then start managing everybody else's, um, but they're just not doing it, not aware of the amount of legislation that there is that yes. affects um, uh, landlords uh, and agents. So we, ha- we are definitely starting to see those um, who haven't been practising properly or on just... Um, don't have the the, the means um, have been um, selling up or leaving the, the, the profession yeah. and those mm-hmm. that, that have been doing it properly are, are just continuing with yes. the professionalism still want to there's still an appetite for continuous learning and development um, as well you'll never know it all from mm-hmm. from from this so definitely seeing um, and I say it's not just the it's not just the bad guys. The the good guys are are just kind of amalgamating mm-hmm. um, as well and uh, and selling up. Um, so we are seeing a, a lot of a lot of that. Right. Um, I've not got the numbers yet from the an update on the numbers from the Scottish government yet. But when we um, I'm meeting tomorrow actually. Um, when right. we dealt with uh, when when this was all uh, discussed and it, I think when they were trying to work out the fees for letting agent registration, they consider there was approximately 1,700 agents that who would be required to register. And right. they would base the registration fee on, on that figure. Mm-hmm. The last figures we had, they'd only received about 860 applications. Really? And I don't know how much more they're going, going to get on the back of that. I, I, okay. They'll be lucky if they get 1,000. And from those applications, I know there are so many that aren't trading now and have right. sold out or mm-hmm. in the process of selling up as well. So... Um, yeah, vastly overcooked their, yes. their estimation. Mm-hmm. But I think they took it from people on, um, they used the portals and then they used um, Gumtree and right. things like that as well, and people that they suspected should be um, should be registering. Okay. So a lot of those are obviously that's, mm-hmm. uh, no longer trading. Um, certainly with registration as well, we are getting um, agents phoning us up and now asking me to, to, to inquire with the government whether mm-hmm. these agencies have actually started their application for right. registration because they don't have the letting agent registration number yet. So there's a lot of um, people who are, are looking to 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 just inquire, I right. think, whether these okay. other agents have met. And and we agree. Um, uh, it's uh, I think it's it's something that a lot of agents in the area are doing. Mm-hmm. They're checking on their competitors because the people that have gone through the expense uh, yes. and the time um, mm-hmm. and the pain and some. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> respects <laughs> to meet the registration requirements. They um, and if other people aren't, then they are just um, just asking the government to look into them, and which they okay. are, and which okay. they will do as well. So yeah, so, certainly seeing the change in numbers, definitely. Right. So how do you feel <clears throat> members have adapted to the new market conditions? Um, I'd, well, certainly the uh, those that have embraced the the qualification are uh, are now aware of. They're aware of the legislation, the amount of legislation that they hadn't been before. I always said our qualification, and it's, most agents know know how to be an agent, and mm-hmm. our qualification, I think, says this is why you're doing things. And a lot of people don't know why they were issuing these forms or why they were issuing it within that time. So there's, um, I think we, you, you, we mentioned it earlier yes. about professionalism. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely brought a lot more professionalism to 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 the sector. Good, yeah. um, that's for that's for sure. Okay, now you mentioned before, obviously, part of the new regulations is the requirement for agents to hold client money in a dedicated bank account. Now, I believe that agents experienced, or possibly still are, having difficulties in setting up these accounts with the banks. 
Is that right? Apparently so. Yes. I mm -hmm. mean, I'd, I, sorry, I missed. Uh, I missed it saying earlier. Part of the yeah. ARLA criteria was that you had to have a dedicated client account. Mm -hmm. Now solicitors have it, um, and the uh, uh, RICS mm -hmm. members have it, and it was ARLA members have it. So I think there were certain banks who weren't offering it. Um, our understanding was that if you'd registered with HMRC for anti-money laundering, mm -hmm. um, then that would assist you. There were other products out there. And that would assist you in getting a right. client account as well. I don't know if I know there were some agents who thought they had a client account. It was an account that was called client account, but it was actually a business account. All um, right. And that had been a bit of a problem in changing over, um, changing over as well. I mean, the purpose of that has to be separate is a separate client account is obviously so if if the um, if the business does go under, mm -hmm. then the money in the client account stays. Um, mm -hmm. It's not part it's of the, yeah. It's not part of the business, um, so mm -hmm. no creditors can um, can get a hold of that. So that's the the, the that's yeah. why you you need the client account. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I understand that there were um, agencies who are having difficulties. As I say, all our members had one to start with, uh -huh. but the new members, I think, some were having difficulty. I don't know if in some cases that an agent was approaching the bank requesting a client account and the bank said no and I'm not sure whether some of them just didn't take it any further right and just said I can't get one or if I get one I'm going to have to get all my landlord or my tenants to put the money into a separate uh -huh. account and it was going to be a bit too admin heavy for them right so I, I don't know whether it was a uh, whether it was how difficult it was for some of them mm -hmm. to get it or whether it was a reluctance for the admin okay. tasks as well. So I think it was a bit of both. Um, right. I was under the sense of slightly kind of larger <coughs> concern because I thought I'd heard that the Scottish government had become involved and insisted in the matter. They did. They, get, ah, right. they got involved uh -huh. with UK Finance um, mm -hmm. who to, to were trying to put pressure on the banks right. um, as well. And I think it, the banks were more on a, a numbers game it's only Scotland. We don't care, as mm. the you know from generally mm -hmm. from the banks, uh, the yeah. banks down south. Oh, but all of a sudden, client money protection has been introduced in England. Yeah. So all the agents down there need a client account. So the numbers started will would start yeah. to pick up. So it then becomes a bit more um, uh, interesting for them to offer yes. those uh, those accounts. So uh, yeah, the Scottish government okay. did did work with UK Finance, Clydesdale Bank. Uh, were one of the uh, main ones that came to right. the table and offered the offered the client account. But we certainly know from the, all the new members that we that, that we got over the last uh, year, eighteen months, that they did get accounts. So okay. um, some people said, you know, don't go to Santander or Bank of Scotland, and then some people were saying, oh, Bank of Scotland got me one, Santander got me one. So right, you're all conflicting. Yeah. So we got. We, I mean, yeah. we had a whole lot of uh, a lot of new members um, over the past uh, eighteen months. I mean, our membership figures. Uh, increased by the last time I looked, we were sixty-one percent up on, uh, on the previous year. Gosh. Um, so, they were all well, not all, but the majority of new firms mm -hmm. that, that that came in or the partners and directors came in, um, would have had to have a mm -hmm. bank account or they've gone and got mm -hmm. a client client bank right. account. So they certainly were were getting them. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. Um, Agents in Scotland obviously need to meet the minimum standards and join the Letting Agents Register. Arlo, obviously you mentioned, offers training and <coughs> courses to assist agents in adhering to this. Can you explain about these just in a bit more detail? Yes, our qualification is uh, is a self-study qualification. So you can do it in your own time. Um, it's, a, it's an A4 folder 
and the exams are done online at the um, at Pearson's View as a testing right. centre. So there's four units. Um, and you do an exam, multiple choice exam at the end mm -hmm. of each unit. You can do all four exams in the one day. You can do one at a time. You don't even have to do it in order of of, of the units. Oh, right. okay. So the uh, the it's kind of left to yourself. Mm -hmm. We realised that there were people who sometimes didn't have the motivation, I think, to, to do the study themselves. And it's yeah. difficult after a day's work. It's the last, yeah. thing, it's the last mm -hmm. thing you want to do is to go home and do, do a bit of studying. Um, there were some who who preferred the class environment uh, as right. well. So we ran, and we still do, um, mm -hmm. run study support groups, uh, which is, again, it's me. Uh, yes. And I take it for, uh, uh, we'll do one day of units one and two and mm -hmm. one day of units three and four. And I think it, it helped because I'll do a bit of, um, I don't go through the book word for word, uh, but we'll do, um, uh, I, I shall summarise it. I've looked into, to try and get in, day-to-day -day cases right. to try and make it a bit more relevant mm -hmm. and found uh, Letting's cases uh, to, to, to kind of make health and safety a bit more interesting right. uh, than, what it, than what it is. I might have done it, but uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> no mean feat. Um, so we've got the, uh, we, do, we, we do that, uh, and I also do, I don't call it a mock exam, I call it a mini quiz, but right. for those, and I'm not allowed to call them old, I call them more experienced um, people who who haven't done an exam for some time. Right. And more just, mature. More mature, that's yes. a good one, I'll use, I'll use that one. <laughs> um, to give them an idea of of, uh, of of this is what the yes. questions are going to look like. Try and rule two out because it's not as you know the the, the multiple choice isn't obvious as uh, as 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 some of right. these uh, multiple choice questions. So we do um, we do that as well to try and get, uh, relax people yeah, a bit more and say it's not as bad as uh, as they think. So yes, we've we provided the support um, that that. Uh, the candidates need I think rather than just giving them the folder yeah. and letting them go to do it themselves so uh, certainly I think good that's, that's a lot of people have found it have found it helpful good um, and then we've got the CPD on the uh, on yeah. the back of that so we've got to, to continue with our courses mm -hmm. uh, and provide what's what's required and, and we generally ask you know what do you need us to, us mm -hmm. to put on and we will go out with the uh, Rory Cowan's the, the, the legal helpline that the oh, members yes. get. So as a part of your membership, uh, as a member benefit, you get free legal helpline. So it's a solicitor that answers, answers the call. Yeah, uh, some people just join us. Mm -hmm. you, know, for, you know, you can just join us and the membership fee pays for um, calling Rory as, uh, as often as, as required. And some people oh, do. Gosh, that's good benefit, yeah. isn't uh, it? Yeah, uh -huh. so we'll take a part of the, the, the contract that we have with Rory as he comes out, speaks at the conference yes. and he mm -hmm. comes out to our events uh, as well. So I've gone around the country as well with Rory and done um, uh, updates. Yes. Uh, he will provide, because Rory sits on the tribunal as well, mm -hmm. so he'll provide a tribunal's perspective or he'll give legal updates yes. and, as well. So all of that is, is trying to just make sure that people mm -hmm. stay on top of the legislation mm -hmm. and um, as, as best as they can. Well, that you've just mentioned, which I was going to touch on, your annual national conference, which is coming <laughs> up, gosh, is it less than two weeks, March the 13th? It's yes. Not far yes. at all. And um, obviously, I must see we're the headline sponsor. So, but anyway, tell us more about the day, because I, I was there last year. It was a fantastic day, very informative. So what about this year? What can people expect well, it's great to have City Let's on board, as um, uh, as always. And, um, yeah, we try to put a, a good mix because we get a, a selection of whether they're business owners or mm -hmm. staff. So we try and make it um, kind of... Some of it is generic. Uh, and hopefully it will help 
um, everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, some of it well, is, is aimed at the business owners and directors and some of it at the staff as well. But what we've, um, we're, uh, again, it's basically me banging the drum, that um, some of the speakers that we've got uh, this time have come up from the national conferences in London um, yeah. that, we've, uh, that, that, that we've had. Um, so we've got the head of trading standards. He's he's coming up to present, and he was at the London conference last week. Um, and I think he might be doing the Arlo one in April as well. Mm -hmm. uh, we have another um, uh, motivational business guy who did the NEA conference in uh, in London um, mm -hmm. two weeks ago as well. So I've managed to 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 get these people up to to you know Scotland is a national conference for us as well. We have the government. Um, coming to to give us an update on mm -hmm. the lettings figures and uh, and open up to opening up for questions from the floor. I think she'll get a lot, um, yeah. particularly around mm -hmm. the um, uh, compliance uh, and and how they're monitoring it and what they're mm -hmm. doing with the non-compliant agents. Um, so uh, that's quite good to to put them on on the floor as well. And who else do we have? We again another motivational speaker. Uh, Rory as well will be mm -hmm. doing a, a legal update and we have Under One Roof as well coming uh, mm -hmm. about the changes to the, the tenancy. So yeah. it's quite a good, I think yeah. it's quite a good uh, a good variety um, that we've got um, as well. So we try and put something on that will cover for, mm -hmm. for everybody. For everyone. So. Yeah. Brilliant. That's great. Well, listen, I know you are really busy, so thank you very much for taking the time to come in this morning. You're welcome. And I look forward to seeing you on the 13th. Yes, thank you. I'm Gillian Semler. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to the Let's Talk channel on all the usual platforms, including Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as on citylets.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And also let your friends know where to find us. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property letting. More information on today's show can always be found on our show notes along with this podcast. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's talk at citylets.co.uk.